0: Hello, everyone. Uh, today on The Unrealists, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, Justin, my head of product, uh, colleague, and good friend is going to join me. And we're going to talk about a few different areas. Uh, first thing, just a general market update. What's going on uh, in real estate, residential real estate in particular. Uh, second, uh, I am a Twitter noob. And Justin is a very hardcore Twitter user. So he's going to coach me up and get me on. Uh and then uh lastly we're gonna talk about some prop tech companies that that we really admire. Uh we live and breathe prop tech. We love this stuff. Uh, there are a bunch of companies that we both love and hate. We're gonna talk about the ones that we, we love today. Um so first thing first, uh we got some, I think, relatively good news, which is that the CPI print, uh the interest rate, uh sorry, the inflation rate uh is down to 6.5% for December. Uh, and I think the market reaction was was pretty positive. People were like, okay, finally, we're getting a little bit of a break. Um, people were talking about mortgage rates finally easing because of this. Maybe um, Jay Powell uh, n- not raising rates as much anymore, maybe even decreasing rates earlier um justin welcome to the show again
1: J. pal take it take it easy on us
0: (laughs) take it easy J. pal i I used to say i would say the big homie no he's he's not the homie he's killing us but i understand why he's doing it um so yeah what's you know what's your what's your feeling on it
1: oh let me look into the magic my magic uh eight ball here uh, I'm not, I'm not an economist. I, I'm not even going to pretend. I know what the Fed and, uh, and, uh, Jay Powell is even thinking, uh, CPI print is, is obviously good, right? It is good news. Hopefully that correlates into, uh, some mortgage, uh, mortgage interest rates, uh, decreasing, uh, but, but we'll see. I, I can't remember. I think the Fed has a, another announcement in what, like the next two weeks, next is two weeks. Right?
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next two weeks, yeah. I think you know for for a while people were expecting it to be about a quarter point. Um, yeah, Everybody's hoping they were going to hold, but I think you know it's more, more likely we're going to get quarter point. Um, but those percentage probabilities change over time, so you have to kind of keep an eye on it.
1: Right, absolutely. Uh, I, I can tell you a quick, uh, quick tangent, or a, a quick story, if you will, on uh, how interest rates have affected uh, myself personally. Uh, so I think I shared on the last uh, episode, uh, I'm a, uh, rookie, uh, CRE investor, if you will. Uh, we own about 200 doors across six communities, uh, in, in the mobile home community space. And uh, we actually had, yeah, light, light flex. Uh, <laughs> we actually were approached, uh, in Q3, Q beginning of Q3, of Q3, beginning of Q4 by a, uh, small, uh, repeat shop, real estate, private equity shop, uh, you know, searching for deals before end of the year and, you know, 1031 exchange possibly, or just looking to deploy capital. And, uh, we actually, you know, sent us an LOI, uh, had potential, had everything locked up at sale, would have, you know, had a great exit, would have been a big W, uh, for myself and my business partners. And, uh, as interest rates started to climb, uh, just underwriting the deal and getting the loan uh, to close the deal uh, proved to be too much, and uh, they actually had to pull out. So, uh, JPal, take it easy, take it easy on your boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you cost me, you cost me, uh, cost me some shekels. So, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, one of my one of my good friends, uh, and he'll be on the show uh, in a couple of weeks. So I won't, I won't say I won't say his name um, because he's mid deal right now. Uh, but one of the things he told me, uh, he's doing a, you know, multi, uh, multi-family development, uh, I think down in Austin, Texas. Um, and it's, you know, a couple, you know, very large buildings, a um, few, few hundred units. And what he, what he told me was that um, one of the only reasons that the the funding and everything has been able to to hold out so far is that he's in an opportunity zone. Uh, number one, okay. number two, they got some pretty significant um, either you know tax abatements or tax rebates from the state, and those two factors made underwriting that much more possible. He said pretty much everything else in town was shut down. There's just no, there, you know, pencils down. There was no way to underwrite it. Uh, the cap rates, you know, had had gotten out of control very quickly. Uh, and, and he said he, he felt very lucky and, and deals not even done yet. And that's why I say, I'm not going to, I don't want to you know, shout him out yet, but he, he said he was you know, fairly confident that it was, it was going to close, but, but only because of those two things. He said he was, he felt like he, he lined it up just right. Um, yeah, but you know, very just, lucky. It, yeah, go
1: ahead. Yeah. I love this opportunity zone uh, plays, right? Uh, no recapture. I think, uh, if you hold the property, uh, and upon exit and, uh, the, the, those are, those are sweet deals.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And and it's funny, like one I think one of his well, I don't wanna one of his properties, uh, it's like just the corner of it happened to like be in the opportunity <laughs> zone. It's like it's like luck. It wasn't like he he bought it thing, oh like yeah, this we're gonna do this deal, it's gonna be an opportunity. No, like it, it the way that the laws sort of were framed during his tenure of doing these deals, it just kind of kind of fell into his lap. So sometimes, you know, it's like you create your own luck. You're you're grinding hard all the mm-hmm. time and but um he's become because of that kind of an opportunity zone expert. But we'll we'll learn more about that uh in a, in a couple weeks. Um and so just just you know, wrapping a bow on this interest rate conversation, I will say one thing that you know, you and I have talked about, we've noticed pretty significant spike in activity on our platform uh and i and i don't know for sure if that's rate related or not but it does seem to be when uh interest rates creep down a bit we see the demand step up very quickly and we're not talking about huge moves in interest rates or in, in mortgage rates right but it just giving a little bit of breathing room is we've noticed that people say oh okay now it's time to lock in and buy
1: mm-hmm. absolutely uh our traffic uh at least our mortgage product uh, definitely spikes in <laughs> ebbs and flows yeah uh, you know every other week depending every other you know 30 60 days depending on what uh, what the Fed does and what interest rates are doing uh you know I think consumers here uh you know that interest rates are, are rising right probably put a little fear a little fud out there right yep. I mean still near historic lows right I, I mean in the twos and threes was obviously historic lows. Right. And I don't, right. I personally don't think we'll ever see that again. Uh, but even at, you know, five, six, like historically, you know, you zoom out, look at it long, like, uh, at a, at a uh, longer, uh, it's a y axis, Y axis, X axis point of view. Right. Uh, you know, we're still pretty low historically speaking, but you know, it's interesting. It's interesting to see the ebbs and the flows, right? When if uh, consumers think interest rates are kind of leveling off or possibly dip, right? We see a correlation and spike in our our mortgage product traffic, uh, as well as just uh, even just general property discovery and search on our platform as well. Yeah. Um, but it's also I'm not sure if uh, correlation is causation, right? Or if I might up sure. backwards. But uh, it's also the home. You know, winter time is obviously like the the slow. The uh, c- yeah. you know, cycle of, of of uh home selling or and home buying uh so as we come out of uh winter uh, we're already seeing our traffic up i think like 2x in the last 30 days uh right. excuse me in the last 13 days of the new year and uh it's interesting it's uh yeah no, it's fun cool to watch business and <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah we, you know it's you know it's funny we you know i follow a lot of uh not counting Twitter, other real social media real estate accounts, and uh, one of the things that I keep hearing people say is uh, this: this idea of psychologically anchoring to uh, this two, you know, the two percent rates. And people say, "Oh, like I, you shouldn't buy a house because you know the, the layperson will say we shouldn't buy a house because rates are so high." And and you know what I'm hearing a lot of these experts say is like they are higher than they were before, but you can't kind of lock yourself into thinking. Well, if rates aren't two percent, I'm never going to buy a home, uh, and I and I keep hearing this uh, this uh, this idea. It's like uh, the saying, you know, you you marry the house, but you date the rate. Uh, and this idea that you can always refinance later, right? And so as long as you're buying a, a home or investing in a property that you can afford the payment, you know. Uh, Marry the house, and then you can always sort of figure out how to change the rate later. And certainly, this is a, a, a sort of higher interest rate environment. We don't expect it to stay this high uh, for forever. Um, mm-hmm. But so, talking about social media. All right, man, it's time for you to coach me up. I'm uh, <laughs> is a, a, an admitted Twitter noob. Uh, I'm I'm on Sorry. there. I read, but I don't do a lot of posting. I haven't figured out how best to interact, and I want to I want to get into it because. You know so much so many of our friends or colleagues are on there and active and i think a good place to start is to give me some some accounts that you like that i'll follow help me help me engage more so yeah, i'm gonna do it live Absolutely, uh, i
1: love it all right i love it kyle's live reaction to uh retweet uh, retweet uh so i'm i'm not gonna say i'm like the, the f- most active uh i i'm starting to be i'm trying to be more plugged in trying to build that personal brand uh, trying to be active in in the little uh, CRE investing that that I do, and even the residential side of things, just what we're up to with uh, with unreal estate. Um, but yeah, I'll give you. Uh, let's welcome welcome Kyle to Twitter, and uh, I'll give you some <laughs> accounts that you should check out. Uh, so yeah, I'm. By the way, I'm at my...
0: KW. Hold on a second. I'm at KW Stoner. So anyone listening to this that wants to connect with me on Twitter. And uh, tell me how I'm I'm doing it wrong, or coach me? <laughs> Yo, send, send me a line at at, at, uh, at KW Stoner. All right, go ahead. And you, and you should so uh, first, give your handle too.
1: Yeah, it's at uh, J E Tannenbaum on on Twitter. It's J E Tannenbaum. Uh, so mostly mostly my tweets are on uh, real estate and software. So uh, kind of the the Venn diagram of of my world. So uh, all oh, right, So you're already list. teaching
0: me something. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, because my That's tweets right. are kind of, you know, all over the place. I haven't really, I'm just like, oh, I like that, you know, piece of architecture, like talk about it. Or, you know, uh, I watched the NBA uh, game last night. Oh, that was a cool dunk. You know, whatever. So you're, you're, you're already, you already gave me some info. So go ahead. I'm listening. There
1: you go. All right. First one on my list is uh, the king of industrial, uh, industrial real estate uh, out of uh, Dallas, Texas, I believe uh, okay. Fort worth at Fort worth, Chris, uh, he is okay, probably the, the, I think he runs a, a couple hundred million dollar, uh, real estate private equity group, uh, Fort capital, if memory serves me okay. correct. And, uh, he's uh buying up all the class a and class B industrial in the, uh, Dallas Fort worth area. And he's a, a, a great follow. I've learned a whole hell of a lot just reading his tweets. I think he also has a podcast called, uh, the fort pod or something like that um okay great follows let's hear your reaction okay I'm on, a I'm on it now and, and
0: see it um i'm following him mm-hmm. okay here's here's a a somewhat recent uh tweet he's talking about class b industrial uh boring not sexy looking we work would have nothing to do with these buildings <laughs> Irreplaceable due to cost to construct and cost of infill land. High tenant demand in growing cities in many locations offers true last mile location to rooftops. Why is he interested in, in last mile location to rooftops?
1: Right. Well, I mean, I think it's uh, just my just my opinion. I don't know for sure, but last mile distribution is going to be key and clutch for, for anyone, right? Uh, especially in major metros. Uh, you're always going to have this last mile, uh, delivery problem. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Amazon's solving it, trying to solve it. Uh, but as the world becomes more on demand and more, you know, uh, if we can get our food delivered to us in under, you know, 20 minutes, uh, we can get our, mm-hmm. uh, our Amazon Prime deliveries to us and, you know, within 48 hours, I think it is. And if you actually, if you live near a hub, I think you can even get it within like four hours in some instances. Um, mm-hmm. Consumer expectations, right? Of this last mile, like on demand delivery service uh, experience, right? And that's going to be true for mm-hmm. uh, future e commerce sites, direct to consumer sites, right? Having that distribution hub as close to as many rooftops, right? Your customers uh, mm-hmm. as, well as possible.
0: Oh, so he doesn't mean that literally. He just means rooftops, like places. I think okay, so. Okay. Yes. I, I thought it was like a drone play or something. I wasn't sure where, where he was going with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I, I like the thing I like about this guy. Um, it's like, um, you know, what Warren Buffett used to say about like circle of competence. He's all in on industrial in this location. Uh, he becomes or has become a true expert in it. Uh, I think when you do that, what you're it, it sort of starts to feed upon itself. Um, the, more, the more you become an expert, the more you talk about, it, the more people come to you, the more information you get more information you have it goes back out it's like a, it's like a cycle he's investing in it, he's living in it i love it all right so i'm in i'm in on chris what, who else you got all
1: right next uh this one's gonna be pretty this goes, this counts really popular i'm going with uh probably the president of the guy mafia on twitter which is a uh, strip mall guy okay uh, he's at at real estate trent he is uh, uh anonymous all right. uh, uh, twitter oh he's user. anonymous uh, huh, okay yes he is anonymous. No one... I mean, people know him in real life. Uh, I don't. Uh, but he's built up a massive following. And I get a ton of value uh, from following him and reading his accounts or reading his tweets. Uh, mostly all about uh, your everyday average neighborhood strip strip mall. Uh, how, to, okay. how to find them, how to acquire them, how to reposition them, how to sell, etc.
0: All right. I'm following him... Um... The thing that I'm seeing with him is uh, it's, it's very... I'm, so I know nothing about uh, strip malls uh, or investing in them. Uh, I don't live near any of them. I mean, we're in downtown Chicago. But uh, it's very accessible. I understand what he's saying right away. And, and then some of the stuff he's doing, like he has this tweet here. Uh, he has a friend. I have a friend who made $3 million in Silicon Valley and moved to a suburb of St. Louis uh, she and her husband live large, feel very wealthy. I have a friend who made fifty million dollars, but lives in a building of millionaires in Manhattan, <laughs> and he feels like he's barely ca- keeping up. Anybody, anybody that's lived in Manhattan, <laughs> I think, knows that feeling. Uh, especially anything less than fifty million. Um, but yeah, it's like very accessible and un- easy to understand. Um, and I like this. I like this. Okay, I'm with. Are you Are you thinking about investing in strip malls? Is that like uh, one of your areas that you're?
1: I have, yeah. So if if what I mentioned at the beginning of the pod, uh, if our deal uh, had gone through, I was looking at uh, moving out of the mobile home community space and into uh, strip malls or, or uh, Class B industrial, and probably influenced okay. by by both uh, Chris and and Trent here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's very cool. Um, okay, who else you got?
1: Uh, I'm gonna go with a, a curveball. Someone I like actually followed from day one. Uh, I I believe he's out of Houston, Texas, and, uh, he builds single family and, uh, small multifamily, I think duplexes, triplexes, quadplexes, uh, his name is Donovan builds, uh, at Donovan builds.
0: Okay. Got it. Following. Okay. So you're saying duplexes. Do you see duplexes? Yes. What, What else do you do? Uh,
1: uh, he does ground up uh, development work for you know duplexes triplexes quadplexes I think he just recently quit his full-time job I want to say he was working as a project manager or at a bank I, I don't actually recall huh. uh, to go full huh. in on uh, development and uh, he builds in public uh, talks about you know ground up development uh, you know builds in public full full transparency on costs uh, whether he's going to keep them as rentals or, um, sell them. And, uh, I believe he's, he's crowdsourced even investment from Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and just, uh, I really respect him, and I've kind of like watched him, watched him grow in Twitter, uh, you know, from the, from the rafters.
0: Really cool. I love this idea of building in public. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm following. I see it. Also, you know, something about, you know, mm-hmm. you and I talk about this idea of when, when we build things, we, we're building these digital products that, you know, pretty much only exist on web and mobile. Um, and and when we build it often, you know, there's a whole sort of competitive uh, piece to it where we don't necessarily always want to let people know exactly what we're building, especially before we release it. Uh, this is a little bit different. And I think uh, like I have an admiration, like I'm seeing some of the pictures here, of like he's creating something from the ground, literally the ground. Uh, And before there was just a a piece of land there. And now he has got a, uh, you know, an uh, income generating piece of property. Uh, There's something cool about that Uh, and seeing him go from zero to that. And now leaving his, his full-time job and turning this into, you know, this is, this is uh, inspiring. I like it.
1: That's right. Uh, I'm going to give you one more that I I think is interesting.
0: Especially because it's in residential real estate,
1: single family, um, but in a unique niche, uh, his, his handle is at student rent pro, uh, okay. also an anonymous, uh, Twitter account, uh, but his entire, oh. uh, model is, uh, and in business and his, uh, you know, building a public or, or Twitter persona is, uh, College, college rentals outside of a large uh, state university, he doesn't disclose where it is. If I had to guess, I think it's somewhere in the Carolinas, North Carolina, South Carolina. Um, And uh, he fully transparent builds in public, walks through his entire portfolio, uh, his costs, his debt, his NOI. Uh, the headaches of dealing with uh with with college kids uh hmm. or the maintenance nightmares right uh broken windows that magically just happened of course not the tenant's fault <laughs> to uh, <laughs> right. uh, uh, uh you know renting to eight Tridelts who uh you know claim they didn't flush anything down the toilet and their sewer line exploding so uh, fun fun account to follow
0: would i be correct in assuming that um since the since the student is not typically like the primary payer that um, you have less losses from just people sort of sort of not paying rent or less. And there's also, I would assume like a sort of social pressure to like not be evicted as a student. Like to me, it seemed like a completely different market of people that the parents are, you know, largely responsible for paying the rent.
1: So that's, you would think that, right. And he, and if you go through some of his uh, Twitter threads and his, his tweets, uh, you'll actually find that he's never had a, a, Tenant not pay rent. He's never evicted anyone. And he attributes that to the student themselves uh, actually uh, sign the lease, not their parents. They, he doesn't do co signers. And it's one signature huh. for the entire property. So that they, like, you know, a group of roommates will pick the, the leader. He said that social construct of you're not going to screw over your fraternity brother, sorority sister, friend, yes. right? Like he's responsible for the the monthly payment right? And you yep. guys can all Venmo him or her and he'll, you know, he'll make the, the payment. Uh, said had to worked for him for 10 plus years.
0: Um, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Really cool. Um, okay. I'm going to highlight one that I, I do follow already, uh, that I follow them on other social media platforms. Uh, it's not always real estate. It's, it's a mix of things, but earn your leisure. So I recommend that one as a follow for you. EYL um Let me, they just uh, talk about a lot of really i think most of my social media when you, when i if i think about what i'm consuming social media it's a lot of like um real estate investment tech um maybe some comedy right but um the ideas that i've been getting from some of these accounts are always really good and from that one in particular uh, really open mind, uh, not just locked to the United States. They'll often talk about, you know, when they travel, what they're seeing overseas, et cetera. Um, so really good ideas there.
1: I've not heard of them or I've not heard of this account. This is quickly scrolling through. Interesting. A lot of, it seems like a lot of short form content is what I'm seeing, like 30-second minute yeah. videos, like clips? Or? I
0: think they've got a podcast that they're slicing up and dropping as micro content um, in multiple different channels. Um, I found them because I can't remember the name of it. There's, an, there's another real estate guy who he like, yeah, I found him because he flies his own plane to different places, to all his properties all over the place. It's like a really weird, you know. Uh, and they were interviewing him. That's how I kind of like fell into it. Um, but yeah, this that, that's one of my favorite accounts. I usually see them on TikTok. Awesome.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm uh, I'm not on TikTok, so maybe on the next episode you can, we can do the segment. Kyle introduces Justin to TikTok.
0: <laughs> I love that. I'm a, so so. This really, I'm a TikTok addict actually. So I don't know if I want to like give that to you and give you the problem. I have to put myself on a timer. Uh, it has so much good information, uh, and it, I think as a, as an algo, and it actually reminds me of Twitter that way. I feel like. Twitter will send you more stuff similar to what you're already engaging in and it's of like a almost like of an intellectual pursuit versus it you know if you're on like I don't know name another platform and it's more about pretty pictures or um, whatever it is right it's a little bit different
1: Instagram sure mm-hmm.
0: sure sure um, okay so I'm up on Twitter I'm gonna try to you're gonna keep me honest I'm gonna try to start you know engaging more uh, and, and enjoying it um, let's transition so uh, prop tech companies, uh, that we admire. You want to start it off?
1: Yeah, I'm going to kick it off with, uh, and actually full disclosure, uh, Unreal Estate uh, is a client of theirs, but it's a company I, I really admire I, from a product perspective in particular. Uh, it's called uh, Cherry, uh, C-H-E-R-R-E, Cherry. Uh, you can find them at cherry.com. And uh, you know, I think their tagline is follow your data. Uh, So they built this awesome uh, data platform and uh, GraphQL APIs uh, uh, to connect all of your real estate data in kind of one central middleware uh, and allows, you know, organizations to better understand their data, make better investments, management, and underwriting decisions. Um, And, uh, you know, we use them at Unreal Estate. Their product is uh, fantastic. Um, Great, great customer support. Uh, I love our rep uh, over there. Uh, anytime we have a question, they're always uh, always there to help. And uh, just from a pure engineering perspective, um, the product's really, really impressive. They've they've standardized and normalized, uh, I mean, dozens of of real world objects into a a single unified GraphQL endpoint, um, which is is just it's badass. Um, and and we yeah. love it. Uh, it powers portions of, of Unreal Estate, and uh, it, it's great.
0: Yeah, increasingly so. Um, you know, we we're we're fortunate. The reason I connected, we, we connect with them to begin with, was we share an investor, uh, and that investor a few years ago, you know, kept telling me, "You really got to meet LD. You really got to see what they what they're building over there because it can solve a lot of the." They they knew this investor knew my vision, and said, "I know how you're thinking of doing it, and this would actually help you leap forward, um, get there much faster." I said, "Hey, I'm, I'm open." Like and so, you know, when I when I met them. Um, blown away immediately by what they had built and what they continue to build today. Um, and one of the things I like about it is one of our goals, as you, as you know, is to always be adding insights and making it easier for someone to buy or sell, right? We're sort of, you know, people think of us as almost being like anti-realtor. Um, We're really not. Like we have plenty of realtors that work for us or on our platform. We are anti um, You know. Uh, fee, if you will. We want, we want lower commissions. We want efficiency. Uh, we want speed. And uh, as, a, as a company that every every two weeks, essentially, we're, we're pushing new code um, and trying to give our users features to add speed, add efficiency, reduce fees. When you plug into something like Cherry, first of all, they make you faster, uh, make your engineers... It, it, we're able to move much more quickly using their APIs. Second thing is... Um, we're able to always add those feature sets that have um, you know these insights right like what was this last one we added was it um i can't remember was it the flood risk one did we get that from cherry uh
1: cl- climate risk yeah climate, climate risk given a, a specific ge- geo uh, what's the climate risk of earthquake flood hurricane uh, drought uh, etc
0: so people think this stuff is easy, right? To to go to a specific, specific property, parcel and tell you exactly what the risk is for all of those things. It actually isn't, right? Like but some of these these connections that we have like that make it make it easier for us to integrate and all of a sudden, you know, if you're if you're somebody buying a home and, you know, name the area. It's actually because of all this climate risk is happening all over the place now, but you really start to be able to calculate what is my risk of this place flooding of this place having an earth whatever it is right whatever the, the sort of climate malady um in a, in a very detailed way uh and, and they're a company that makes that possible for us i love that so Great. um i'm gonna do one uh this is one we've talked about before uh briefly but renthub.com uh f- founder is john and jaku one of my friends um, we've talked a lot about rentals, uh, both in, internally and just you know, so to, to our colleagues in the space. And what they've built is this really interesting slice of data around exactly all the things you should know about when it comes to rentals, rentals like the pricing and the trends. And if you're buying a property as an investor... They've got some information in there uh, that will enable you to better make a decision quickly, and I and I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna say the names that are using this right now, but there are some big big names, big companies that are plugging into this data and and helping it helping them make you know buy hundreds of SFRs, uh, at a time, uh, single family rentals. Um, and then as a consumer, you can actually use this. People don't know this. You can use it as a consumer too and decide, okay, I'm looking at a few different apartments as I, as I move into a new city. How much should I actually be paying? And often there's a pretty serious di- differential between what the landlord is offering you and what the true price should be. Um, and so whether you're a consumer or you're a big corporation trying to buy, you know, rent properties out, Rent Hub has got some, some really, uh, great data for you.
1: Got it. Uh, I need to, I need to check them out some more. Actually. Uh, I wasn't familiar with them until you had, uh, introduced, uh, Rent Hub to me, I think via Slack, a, a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. product looks, product looks awesome. Uh, I, I've got one for you. And I, I, I think you actually had them on the pod if, uh, I think that's, I think that's right. Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the problem of home warranties in oh yeah uh, in the, the single family uh, space. Home warranties are notoriously bad. Uh, <laughs> anecdotally, my cousin's uh, you know HVAC's gone out. I think last week, and he has I'm, I won't shame him. He has one of the larger you know players in the space uh, as a home warranty, and. You know, they're basically yeah. It's going to take three days, and you can only use one of our approved HVAC vendors to to handle it. Right? It's like you can't wait three days to for (laughs) with with no heat heat in the middle in the the middle of winter. (laughs) It's like it's it's a a travesty. It's it's a crime. It's an interesting uh, problem to be solved. So I'm going to shout out uh, Armadillo home warranties uh i think yep. they've approached home warranties from the ground up i think you had matan on the pod uh, a couple yes. weeks ago, a couple weeks ago months ago um i'm going to shout them out as, as someone i admire in in prop tech and you know uh, him and his team's ability to kind of to rethink home warranties
0: yeah um uh, matan uh i'm, I'm so this is a couple things one it's a good example of how you can meet not only great business partners but but you know, people that can be good friends in the future at conferences i went to this conference uh with very little kind of expectation I'll try a conference uh i met me and matan there and, and now you know i think we'll, we'll definitely end up uh doing some work together um you know i'll, I'll tell you a little anecdote on this um to, to to tell you how much the you know sort of uh you know enmity there is in this this industry around uh home warranty i was in the car with my mom um over over the holidays and she said, well, what, do you, you know, what are you working on right now? Uh, what are you excited about? And I said, oh, you know, we're working on so many things. But um, I know you've had some issues with your home before. You know, we're going to, I think, do a home warranty product. What do, you, what do you think about that? And she like almost, you know, yelled at me. Oh, do not do home warranty. It's a scam. Uh, I mean, she went on and on about. But from real personal experiences, and I said, Oh, I said, this is why it's so important. We wouldn't, and I said, mom, I wouldn't do it if it, you know, if, if it was going to be a scammy thing. We, we only do like, you know, things that help our, help our customers in a real way. And she said, well, you know, there are these, you know, they have you, it's this contract and it has, um, you know, a, a very long and there's this fine print and the fine prints where they get you. Uh, and say, some, similar to what you were just saying about your friend and, you know, well, yeah, it's three days later and you have to wait and you can only choose this one. And I said, okay. I said, mom, what if it was, Literally a, a a single page contract, plain plain language. Um, we cut out all that stuff. She said she said oh she said well that would be that now you have something and I said okay clearly armadillo is you know they're on top of this because that's what that's what they've built right it's a very simple um, I think it is literally a single page uh, contract without any any games in it um, and that's one of the reasons why we you know we got excited about about them um, shout out to Matan. Uh, so um, okay, I have I have one more for us. I uh, maybe it, it, not to say this has to be the last one, but um, one additional one. This is literally maybe my favorite prop tech company outside of Unreal Estate, uh, Airbnb, um, which I think some people don't think of as prop tech, um, but it's one of the you know obviously uh, you know early uh, pioneers. Brian Chesky is the goat. Uh, we, we constantly, um, steal. (laughs) I I haven't met him. I haven't met him yet. So I I can't say, you know, I, have not gotten any advice. I've listened to maybe all of his podcasts, uh, all of his interviews. Um, I'm a little bit obsessed that way. Uh, and so we, I take ideas from him all the time. Um, and I think besides building something that, uh, I think there's culturally something there too that I really identify with, which is that, um, they were sort of a cockroach company in the very beginning um they weren't making any money, so they were selling like i think these like like um like cereal box like there were they were mm-hmm. um cereals that were novelty cereals and then um and I, and I can't remember who who it is it maybe been Paul it's Graham like, or somebody o-
1: obama obama owes right? obama, yeah,
0: yeah, you know <laughs> So, you know, and then they decided, oh, they're going to rent out these um, air mattresses in the middle of apartments, which at the time everybody thought was crazy. Um, I actually had a business idea that I tried out that was that riffed on that, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, But yeah, so uh, not only have they built uh, and I think some of their core values I really admire. Um, They're always trying to do right by their customer. Um, They they I think have a certain run of ethics around. I remember in the beginning, maybe a few months ago. They tweeted something about uh, making improvements, and then uh, Sheil was like, "Hey, how about this whole thing where like you um, you think you're paying one price, but there's all these extra fees at the bottom?" And 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 Chesky right away is like, "All right." Like I think two weeks later they fixed it. I mean, it, you know, it, even though that was something that people complained about for years, but re- regardless, <laughs> uh, the the way they <laughs> the, the way they think about design because these are a mm-hmm. bunch of like RISD grads over there, the way they think about um, just bringing value to the customer are things that, mm. um, I, use. I'm actually more of a hotel guy, honestly. I, I like, but, but I do, I use them both. Um, but just as a company, uh, really admire what they've, they've built.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, that's a great point. Um,
0: you know, internally
1: as a, as a product team and even as our, our brokerage team, uh, we often, uh, go back to, I think it's the Airbnb case study where, where Chesky brings everyone in a room and it's like, I think he just got done reading or was inspired by the the fable has it inspired by uh, I can't remember if it was the four seasons book or be our guest the disney book or maybe a combination of right and he and he brings everyone in the room he's like we, we you know what is a what's a five star experience like for our uh, uh for our hosts and then what's the five star experience you know for guests that are are searching, discovering, uh, finding a property. And I mean, his team went through that customer journey mapping exercise from the moment you discover a property to you book it, to how you arrive to when you arrive, like, is there a gift basket waiting for you? Like to checking out, right. To getting to the airport. Like they thought about that, like end to end customer journey of their users. And, uh, you know, I, I, if I remember the story correctly, he's, you know, in the conference room and it's, uh, they, they get to like the five-star experience and then he like turns around. And he's like, okay, but what's the, what's the nine-star experience? Like how, you know, how do we continue to just keep pushing, pushing? And, uh, I can't. Remember, I can't remember if it's from the Four Seasons like mantra, yeah. or Disney's "Be Our Guest." Um, but we do that internally at Unreal Estate. Like we're constantly pushing as an engineering team, as a product uh, team, as a design team, as our brokerage team, to our you know uh, client uh, success and, and, and service team of just thinking through. You know the, the both the buyer journey so if i'm buying you know r- real property or if i'm selling real property you know what is that journey and, and how do we make it uh so frictionless and so, such a, a great experience that you know you want to tell your friend about it um and i i really admire that uh, about airbnb and uh, and their company yeah
0: i i remember uh early on when we started working together you brought that up and that was one of the things i said oh this we're on the same wavelength we, we we both are thinking the same way because um that idea of um making it so you're at least striving for the nine star you might not ever get there by the way right it's in it's, it's it's about like it's not just the destination it's like okay the process how do we make this so that our, the people that use our platform walk away from it like damn that was good and different from everything else I'd already done before. And I think the thing that people, and it's a little bit harder in our industry, because you have to remember, um, typically people only buy, you know, a few houses in their lifetime, right? Typically. And obviously you have uh, investors that are a little bit different, but you really have to impress upon somebody that experience that one time you get them because you may not see them again for five years, right? And so um, we, we take that very seriously. And it's, uh, it's been, it's been fun getting the whole team's mindset around. How do we get that nine star five star nine star, whatever it is right but we need to be striving for that every day and that's how you sort of create something that's very different um for people
1: yeah good point i almost wonder if uh if that's why bob Iger's back at disney you know is it uh did the previous ceo lose that uh you know uh imagination and that 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 experience right it was it was probably more my layman's understanding of it right like whatever just read and tried to read between the lines is you know uh chapik Chappic, chapik the CEO he he was very like spreadsheet driven very operational finance driven like right as where bob you know was Iger, bob Iger. that is was more uh you know Imaginative uh, gu- guest experience, you know, five star experience across the board. Like you know, the Imagineers. I mean, hell, the 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 Disney bands that you know uh, <laughs> under his leadership, like everything sure. about it.
0: Yeah, I, it's funny. I I read there's a pretty good uh, deep dive in that in the Wall Street Journal, uh, and there are two two lessons that came out of that for me. Um, first of all, one I thought the way that he treated talent was was it surprised me. Like, I remember, I don't know if you remember very early on. They got in this argument with um, the woman who uh, is in the Marvel series. I'll blink mm-hmm. on her name. She plays the uh, Black Sc- Widow. Scarlett Johansson. yes Scar- yeah, Scar- Scarlett Johansson. Uh, where you Scar- know the Scar Jo? They didn't want to pay her, so like she she'd hit she'd hit all the targets, um, and I think they were like, "No, we're still not paying you." That, and, and instead of sort of, I think Iger was so good at he, he was managing the parks. He's managing the the movies. He's managing the talent. Like I think he could massage that, and that blew up to the point where it was a real lawsuit in the press. Um, so that was my first take. I was like, "Ooh, that's something's not working there." Because if you can't just like call one of your biggest stars, you know, team, get them on the phone and be like, "Hey, let's figure this out," without it turning into a lawsuit, you're, something's going really, really poorly. Um, that was the first thing. The second thing that I learned from that was, whenever you're a new CEO. And the old CEO who's beloved is kind of (laughs) just hanging out in the wings at all times. (laughs) You, you have to be perfect. There is no room for any sort of mistakes or so you get hit with a pandemic. That's your, like, now you're really uh, under the gun, right? You're trying to launch streaming against, um, you know, theaters, like there's just no room for error. So as soon as he slipped up a couple of times and I think he missed earnings, you know, it's, you're done when the guy is still sitting in the room he's like oh, i'll just take the job back right um right right but yeah he,
1: he probably didn't have a chance
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he had very little chance i think in that situation but i'll tell you that the the there was a huge complaint not only from the customers about the experience but um the employees were demoralized by what was happening they i what i found interesting about that whole thing was that they also want to give the consumers an amazing, you know, experience. Right. And they were getting frustrated that that was going downhill. Um, So I think part of what you're saying is, is correct. Right. Like this new person comes in is a different way of running it. And people are like, Hey, like, I'm not sure this is good for me. I'm not sure this is good for the customer. I'm not sure who this is good for. Uh, And then it turns into a situation where the other guy's like, let's take my job back. I loved it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, Perfect. All right. So this is a great podcast. I loved it. Yeah, I love it too. All right, we'll, we're going to do it again soon. Um, I think that that closes it. So we talked about today, general market. Uh, it, it, you know, looks like inflation is easing, which I think is great for everybody. Besides, just like buying eggs in the grocery store, it filters all the way through. You know, from that to you know, buying a home that and, and those things are, are looking up for this year. Um, I'm you know getting more onto Twitter. I'm going to get some more coaching. Follow some great accounts. Uh, and then prop tech companies we we admire um, I think it's it's important to be be humble in this space and take take inspiration from the other folks that um, we either work with or just get to view and and learn from so uh, that's it thanks everyone